Welcome to Lou Palumbo's Between the Lines. Problem solving for our future. Lou. Common sense, logic, and reasoning. Lou. The man that can't stand hate and animus. Lou. Stimulating the thought process of America. Lou. Where being right is not political, it's factual. Lou. Providing real solutions in real time. And now, here's your host, Lou Palumbo. We're back again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, normally I like to thank our sponsors, which I think I'll do anyway. Instacart and Buzzsprout. I just suggest you look into them. Um, we, we need to really start to have some in-depth conversations about the direction this country is going. For those of you that haven't followed this recent development with the FBI, an assistant special agent in charge in the Washington, D.C. field office with 25 years of experience was walked out of their building. There are 13 assistant special agents in charge out of the D.C. office. They're referred to as ASACs. Apparently, on good information, he impeded the investigation, the proper investigation into the Hunter Biden laptop, which really doesn't lend itself into anything salacious regarding his personal life. It lends itself to him using his father's office and the complicity of his father knowing this. These, this is very serious. It's, it's, it's going on coincidentally at the same time the FBI chose to go into Mar-a-Lago. Um, what's interesting about that historically is we had an episode with the FISA warrant where information was falsely presented to a judge that had the FISA warrant issued in reference to Russian collusion, which we now find out even being acknowledged by the uh, media on the left, quote-unquote. I hate this division we have in this country. It should be left media, right media. But the media like MSNBC and CNN, that there was nothing to this Russian collusion. And Mrs. Clinton's fingerprints were all over it. So now we're chasing him in Mar-a-Lago, and once again, we're attacking the character, the credibility, and the integrity of the FBI. For whatever reason, Peter Strzok, Lisa K- uh, Page, McCabe, and even James Comey, who I think a lot of professionally, he's a gentleman. I worked with him one evening in New York City. He's a really nice man. They have chosen to politicize the FBI, which is just destroying this phenomenal institution that is essential to the safety and the security of this nation. This is not a local police department. This is our Federal Bureau of Investigation. I'm trying to figure out how much down the hole are we going to continue to go here. They are tainting everything that they are doing. It is creating an amazing amount of doubt and question as to the the credibility and believability of this government. On another note, for those who didn't see what was going on in Roanoke, Texas yesterday, Apparently, there was a transgender event and some type of licensed premise where children were present and they were involved in activities that some people found objectionable. I'm not making a decision regarding as to whether or not it was objectionable or not. But what I will tell you was the optic outside. There were at least eight armed individuals completely blacked out, allegedly attached to Antifa. In addition to that, we've come to learn that there were people in what we call high points, overwatch, armed, all with AR-15s. Now, I hate to break it to Texas. You passed this law in uh, September 1st of 2021, um, constitutional carry, which means anybody completely unvetted can carry a weapon concealed in their state. Wonderful, noble notion. I support the Second Amendment, but guys, we got to get this on track. 
this notion about carrying AR-15s in an environment with our, in an environment with our children is just ill-conceived. And Texas needs to get off their rear end and revisit this open carry law. By the way, there are a whopping 31 police officers in the Roanoke, Texas Police Department. So we've got problems here today, ladies and gentlemen, and they don't seem to go away. I'm not going to tangentialize on you into the border issue, but the number of Americans dying every day from fentanyl overdose is about 300. We're up to about, I guess, as of 2021, 71,000 have passed away from overdoses with opioids. I don't understand what's going on in the White House, the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, Homeland Security, that they cannot connect the dots as to what this activity at the border is transpiring to or translating to. Let me use the proper word. It's more than people illegally accessing the border. We are in a war with the cartels. And for whatever reason, we don't seem to have the gumption to take them on. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, our intelligence community knows everybody's whereabouts and movements on a daily basis. And I'm not suggesting drone strikes to tighten everybody's cheeks a little bit, but maybe that would help back everybody off this issue. This is shameful. It's immoral. And by the way, it is treasonous what is going on in our border. In any case... You can see I'm a little bit amped up about this because at the end of the day, as I remind you consistently as I go off on tangents, this all intersects with the future of our young people, our children, our babies. So while they're all politicizing this and running their agendas and their bias and all their bullshit in plain English, you're destroying this country and the future of our young children. I don't know what else to say to you today. Today we're going to have an interesting guest, um, a gentleman by the name of Kyle Rodler. Um, he, he launched an organization called Parents Safety Alliance. He believes it is unacceptable that children should be endangered when they go to school, which is a haven of safety and learning. Very, very good point that he's touching on. He has innovative ideas on how to keep schools, churches, and other venues safe from would-be shooters, including the development of a new app that would help bring off-duty police officers to help with security. And we do have with us today, young man, Kyle Rodler. Is that correct pronunciation of your name? Uh, yes, Kyle Rodler from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, had family down there. My sister-in-law is from, from uh, the Georgia area. I don't know if she's from Atlanta, but in a surrounding suburb. And I have a rather interesting familiarization because of my employment um, in uh, Georgia. Anyway, let me let me ask you this. Um, how did you get, what motivated you to get involved in this? Obviously, you have children, I suspect. Uh, yes, sir. Um, the, the way this whole thing started is, uh, you know, obviously a lot of the disturbing news stories that we've been seeing um, concern my wife and I regarding school safety. Um, my parent, my, my, my children happen to go to a private school, which um, does not get coverage from the local municipalities, meaning that the DeKalb County police, the school resource officers, nor any of the Georgia State Police provide uh, contracted coverage to any um, private school within the DeKalb County area. And then through my research, I found that they don't offer it for elementary schools either. And to me, seeing what happened in Uvalde, that seems to be the target now is an elementary school, daycare, or a place where people are literally defenseless. Yeah, most vulnerable. You know, the the reality of the situation, Kyle, is even as liberal as we are with firearms in the country, 
it's still a very vulnerable society that we live in. The country is very porous and the society is very vulnerable. And what's so interesting in this discussion is that we just recently passed some form of bipartisan legislation regarding gun control and allocating fundings towards mentally ill and school safety. Have you guys seen any money come your way from this bill, by the way? You know, the funniest thing about all of that stuff is um, a lot of it doesn't even become enacted right away. It all has like grace periods where it all has to go through approval processes and all that. And all that is just one blockade and obstacle after another so that even though they pretend that they're addressing the issue, in reality, it never reaches the people on the street like my family and and, and kids and, and teachers and administrators that go to these schools. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I call it smoke and mirrors, Kyle. Yes, sir. I agree with that. We're getting a lot of lip service. And this, to me, (laughs) this was a stunt to make everybody think that they're working when they're really not. Because I have to tell you something. A good number of these issues that are hamstringing us in America today are very fixable. But the first thing you have to do is come in contact with reality. We have a problem with the culture, starting with mental illness. We have a problem with our children, starting with parenting and mental illness. And by the way, who's further facilitating this are your video games, the entertainment industry, the social media, the bullying, and the fact that teachers don't want to teach anymore because every time you look at a student wrong, you're involved in a lawsuit because you emotionally harmed him. But I have to say, first thing to you is I give you credit for putting your children in an environment that I believe is going to be safer and the education is going to probably be better. You know, there's nothing. I went to 16 years of Catholic school, Kyle, grammar school, high school and college in New York City. So I'm a major proponent. My children did go to private school in the city. Uh, We are currently in Florida. And I will tell you, I am just overwhelmed with being impressed as to the dedication and the commitment in this state to protect our children in these learning environments. We have multiple police officers on our campuses every day, whether it's the lower school or the high school. And it seems like the high school logically logically gets a lot more attention because of a myriad of problems. Some of it has to do with just the basic uh, behavior of the student. So let me, let me ask you this. Are, are you, do you have any background in law enforcement yourself? Uh, I, I do not, sir. Uh, I, my wife's family, all, everyone on her side is all army. Um, they're, they're all retired army or, um, you know, army intelligence, um, high up clearance as far as their security clearance and stuff. Um, but this, this particular issue, I've kind of drawn from research that I've done online. And then I talked to a bunch of police officers that I grew up with in the Atlanta area. that were friends of mine in high school, friends of mine in college. A lot of them moved on, um, from their, days in those in college and high school to become law enforcement officers. And I've stayed in touch with them and they've been a valuable resource to me. Um, I cannot tell you how much um, um, relief I've felt in the police chiefs in the DeKalb County area telling me off the record because they're not allowed to say on the record that they do support what we're doing. Um, These are directly from the police chief saying, I'm not allowed to say this on the record in a public setting. However, between you and me as friends, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I suspect so, you're onto something good. I just asked you that question because, you know, the, the one thing about the law enforcement community is it really exposes you to the upfront and personal contamination that you can deal with with people. You know, I, you know, I, I had my own experiences. I had somebody literally die with a head injury holding his head, and it just it brings things oh into a goodness. different. Oh yeah, it was quite interesting. Um, 
I grew up in the streets in the city, so things I saw there as a child, most people as adults shouldn't see. But um, I, I want to ask you this. Um, tell me a little bit about you know the programs that you think are going to be advantageous in uh, securing the learning environment. Well, some of the things through my research that I found, um, like I said, beginning the thing that was the, 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 the most alarming to me is that the elementary schools in DeKalb County do not have an assigned police officer. Um, but beyond that, um, I was looking at some of the facilities and the maintenance that takes place. There's a lot of security measures that have already been installed, such as video cameras and locks and gates and things like that that, that are not functional properly. So just to just to go through the current hardware and the current technology that's installed on every campus, I think that should be number one is to bring all of that up to proper functionality and have it working the way it should. And then beyond that, um, we've come we've done a little bit of research where you can see on our Facebook page, there is um, ways that you can secure the classroom doors better with reinforced hinges. Um, maybe a stop stick kind of drop down bar that goes on the bottom of the door that could be um, paired with like a life alert type bracelet thing or a life alert um, remote that's connected to a 3G network to where if you see a shooter in the hallway or you see somebody breach a door, you hit that button and drop the stick down on the door and it locks the door in place and it alerts the authorities to what room you're in by a GPS signal. Well, you know, you're on to something good here. First of all, Kyle, I, you know, I, I've been in this security industry. I'm a retired law enforcement agent. I've been in the security industry for 42 years. I'm older than you think. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing I do want to say to you is that, you know, we need to have, as a culture, hardening the school environment. And that starts with ballistic glass on the first floor, creating man traps with ballistic glass, shot spotting, drones. There's a lot of technology out there that I'm sure you're – plugged into that could further enhance the safety of the students. The question is, see what I'm doing right here, Kyle? Yes. Money, money, I, right, buddy? So it's funny that you said that uh, the state of Georgia, I don't know about other states, but I've identified several pots of money in the state of Georgia, over $5 billion with a B dollars of surplus budget money that's sitting around over and beyond the um, required rainy day fund that the state of Georgia has not designated. And I use the word designated because the election's coming up. And I know that that $5 billion is going to disappear really fast when Governor Kemp wants to get some donations for his campaign. He's going to give that to all of the infrastructure companies and all of the people that his buddies that own these companies that that money could be allocated to. And I'm all I'm asking is that he be proactive and, and show us how much he cares about our children and take $1 billion, which is 20% of that budget, and immediately allocate that towards school safety across the board. That would be a good start. And then and going forward, let, let me interrupt you for a second, Kyle. Let, let me interrupt yeah. you for a second, because, you know, you're, you're right on track here. But let me just remind you of something interesting. You know, we're, we're talking about the states allocating money, right, to, yes. to school safety, which obviously they should contribute. What about the yes. federal government? I mean, they talked a big game with this bipartisan bill, and we're pouring money right now in the direction of people who are illegally entering this country. And we're pouring money in the direction of the Ukraine. I think the last figure I heard was $53 billion. I'm struggling to understand why our children aren't our priority, why our young people in general aren't our priority. You know, you're talking $5 billion in, in Georgia. How about an yes. $85 billion surplus in the state of California and their schools it's are amazing. unprotected? Yeah, you know, you just wonder, did the cuckoo completely leave the clock? God, continue. You I know, didn't mean to interrupt you, buddy. And, 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 and it's funny that you said um, 
you know, how, how the federal government should be involved. Um, you know, FEMA being the federal emergency management agency ha- in my research has grants available that are already sitting in bank accounts that it's up to the schools and the municipalities and the school boards themselves to apply for these grants. And I think that process, that step should be just cut out all the way and just give the grants to the schools. Why do you need somebody to apply for something that's already there and intended for that purpose? Why do we have to beg and grovel to take care of our children? This is just incomprehensible. This is like the veterans. We're on our knees begging to help these young men and women that came back emotionally and physically in pieces. I am. Look, we're in a total disconnect in America today. And I have to say one thing. Um, you know, the, the issue of being contentious, and this is coming from a person who's been contentious his whole life. I've abandoned the <laughs> tactic because it gets us nowhere. We need to try to come to some, some sensibility and commonality in our thinking and compromise on issues because we're losing the country, Kyle. We're, we're scratching at the surface of a very important problem in the country, probably the most important problem, our children. And we're out here groveling yeah. to keep them safe. I am completely confused where, where the priorities are with the federal government. What is all this discussion in the media? I don't, well, I don't get know, any of this. Go ahead, buddy. The, 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 the funny thing about school safety is it's the one issue of all political issues where people disagree that we can agree because we all have kids. It doesn't matter what your skin color is, your religious background, any of your sexual preferences. None of that matters. We love our kids and we want to drop our kids off at school and pick them up or have them come home at the end of the day. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not trying to tell them what to teach, how to teach it, where, you know, none of that. I just want to make sure they're secure. And when it comes to, you mentioned the the money side of it, all the parents, no matter what school their kids go to, pay property taxes in the county that they live which means they're entitled to security from the same security force that protects the schools. I agree 100% with you. Before we go on, I, I want to ask you about this new app that's going to bring off-duty law enforcement to the school situation. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, a lot of the problems right now is the shortage in law enforcement, and we've developed an app through the same company that has built the Facebook and Uber <laughs> app and, and other really good apps. Um, I had a planning meeting with them yesterday, and the three main functions of this app is going to be pairing a off-duty police officer that's available to work on certain days, his calendar of availability with a school uh, daycare or church that needs security coverage by a certified police officer. So it's almost like a dating app, but instead of people dating, it's an officer dating a place that needs security. And it will pair them based on their geofence of where they live with the nearest place that's available. And the money and the funding will be streamlined through the app so they get paid and there's easy to keep records of it and everybody's safe. And then the, 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 the law enforcement officers' families have extra income, which they need. What, what's this app called, uh, Kyle? The, it's going to be the Parent Safety Alliance Kids Safe app. Parents Safety Alliance Kids Safe Act. Very wordy. App. app. And it's app, be, app. It, it, just call it the Kids Safe app. Gotcha. But it's by Parent Safety Alliance. And it's being de- developed right now. They, they're actually writing the code as we're talking. I had a meeting last night with them. And I'm all in talks with GEMA, which is Georgia Emergency Management Agency, about helping us uh, customize this program to where law enforcement will want to participate in it. We're going to take a quick break, Kyle. 
We're going to come yes, back, sir. continue this conversation, and I'm going to ask you why you're not using retired law enforcement. We'll be right back, guys. This is Between the Lines. Please feel free to send us uh, an email or call in. You can reach me at betweenthelines.tv. We'll be right back. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cybersecurity. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage Global Elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites. Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and I have a gentleman in Georgia, Kyle Rodler, and he is heavily invested in this discussion of school safety, and he's come up with some very good ideas and apps even that I think you should be uh, become familiar with that lends itself to the safety of our children. Uh, Kyle, you were mentioning this app and how it would um, pair up an off-duty police officer with an on-duty police officer in the learning environment, and you were speaking to the attributes. One thing I do want to ask you is um, what about consideration of using your retired community there? Well, that, that's a great question. And when you mentioned earlier on the show about Florida and how safe you felt down there with the, multi, the presence of law enforcement, that is a direct result of the Guardian program that I was made aware of by Representative Anthony Sabatini of Florida. Um, he's a, a friend of mine from way back in the day. He was actually in my wedding. And he and I have, um, have known each other for about 15 years. And he recently um, became a politician in Florida and a House of Representatives member. And after the Parkland shooting, they developed the Guardian program, which uses the retired law enforcement, retired veterans, anyone who has the background of uh, security can apply for the program. And it goes all the way through the steps of, of vetting the background of the applicants, 
training them for school safety specifically, providing them with the weapons and any type of defense mechanisms they may need and technology. And it also creates the hierarchy of command so that people aren't confused when they arrive on the campus if there is a call like happened in Uvalde. Each each officer knows their assignment and what they're supposed to do. And they also implements the training and the ongoing support for these guys so that we're not putting p- people in place that may have mental issues from war where they may have a flashback at a school or something. These are all people that have gone through the steps of, of making sure that they're, they're right for this program. And then it also has the most important thing, a line item in the budget for Florida to renew this every year and help them keep it in place. I had to tell you something interesting, uh, Kyle. You know, I my children go to school in St. John's County, and uh, you take them to a football game, five or six marked units, usually yep. an unmarked car, which is a supervisor. On yep. any given day in this county, you have multiple police officers on these campuses. Now, That's what you want. And that works, you know, the purpose of uniform policing is so you prevent and deter. It may not necessarily deter um, someone who's mentally or emotionally unstable. In fact, it may make the, the target the, the resistance, which is your law enforcement agent, but it's clearly the step in the right direction, commingled with technology. You know, um, we're we're on the right. We're talking the right track. I have to be honest with you. But what's really just so disconcerting is that listen to this conversation we're having in America today. What we have to do to provide safe environments for our children to learn in, or to go to a movie theater or a mall. There's a bigger issue here. This is symptomatic of a problem. And that problem yes. lends itself with leadership. And as we're discussing this thing, you're not even getting the proper support from the entities that could make this very user-friendly for you. I need to ask you a question. Um, do you guys hire people or does the law enforcement community local to you conduct a vulnerability assessment in the, on these school environments? Well, it's funny you ask, you ask that because uh, as of January, uh, excuse me, uh, April 14th of 2021, there was a new law that was put in place in Georgia. And this law requires every school to have a safety assessment and then also address all of the new threats that have come onto society, such as the social media stuff, the um, the, the 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 active shooter uh, incidents that we've been seeing, um, the increased um, uh fights and violence that happens at schools within the school itself. And then also you mentioned the software, the, um, I, in my research recently, there was a, uh, a news story here in Atlanta on WABE and GPB, which is the local broadcasting station. And they were talking about, um, a new software that can detect a weapon using the existing camera infrastructure that's in any building. And it analyzes the, the, the images that the cameras are, are, are rolling as they record you. And those images are run against a, an algorithm or a database that has the shape of something in your pants that may look like a weapon or identifying a, like a barrel of a gun. This is, or, this is what I do for a living, Kyle. What we have yes. in technology today would alarm you. In fact, these weapons detection systems, um, you can literally install them in a door jam of a school as you walk through. And it, yes. will, it what it what it does it's able to discern the concentration of steels different very types of metal. We we yes. use them with a lot of our high end clients at events they're attending. And what's interesting about it is you don't have to en- empty your keys, your pockets, your pens, your pager. You don't have yeah. to put your handbag on a belt. This technology and it's continuing to evolve. And I have two friends in particular who I need to get onto this podcast. One worked for the agency. The other gentleman was with the FBI who developed a weapons of mass destruction program and, and ran Interpol for them in Lyon, France. 
you know, wow. I've, I've begun to collaborate with them because I'm going to be candid with you. I'm not a dinosaur, but my area of specialty is personal protection and high-level events. I ran the Academy Awards during Iraq, right around the first Iraqi conflict. I ran the Golden Globes for 14 years. I ran NASCAR and the Racing League Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the nice. Republic National Convention. Yeah, so, and what I'm learning today is where I was kind of like the Alpha and the Omega. There's a whole support mechanism that exists for me that should be applied to the school environment. But tragically, we need to go into the society and figure out how we got to this precipice that we need to have armed people so your children can be safe. Something's gone horribly wrong in this country that we just keep skirting around. And I don't want to continue to go off on tangents because I'm, I'm famous for it. And they all intersect with one thing, the future of our youth. I want to ask you, can you tell us what that software is called, how it's referred? Uh, well, I, I don't remember the exact name of it, um, but I will find out and get back to you and send you an email. Um, my, my wife has it written down. We were driving in the car when we were listening to that. Um, however, the, you said the root cause of all this stuff. I think it goes back to the lack of parenting. It goes back to, um, you know, and I hate to say it, like like the shortage of dads. Um, a lot of the discipline in homes is not being done. When I was growing up, if I got in trouble, my dad whooped my you-know-what. And now when kids do stuff, nobody punishes them. So that's why they think they can go out here and behave this way. Kyle, Kyle, look at the society in general. Look at your every major city. There's a lack of boundary. There's a lack of consequence. And that's resonating through this country. And you hit the nail on the head, my friend. If you want to get into the root cause of many of the issues that are nagging the country, look at the parenting issue. You know, the common yep. denominator to all the mass shootings, Kyle, is mental illness. The common yep. denominator to the shooter is a failed parent parenting. I've started to look into this myself. You know, if you have a, tri a, tr a child that's troubled or ha is handicapped in some way, you've got to have a skill set to manage that kid, which involves an immense amount of unlimited patience. And what I feel happens, Kyle, is... As the child, as the parents are finding it un, unreasonable or untenable to manage the child, the child becomes disenfranchised and alienated. I mean, yep. I, I've dealt with this in the street with kids my, you know, almost my whole life because I grew up in minority neighborhoods and in densely populated neighborhoods with a myriad of children, ethnic, religious, cultural backgrounds. Well, it, start, it starts with our parents. You, you're right. Go ahead, buddy. When, when, when you have the lack of a father, or if it is a single mother, a single mother that's actually able to discipline her children, then the, the problem festers. And then when the, that child reaches out for support that a father would normally give, then the pure person that's there to do it is like a gang member or an older person that's already breaking the law. And they just want to use this child as a, as a tool for them to skirt further arrests. They, they employ these young kids and make them feel important, but really all they're doing is using them to do their bidding. You know, Kyle, and, I do want to say one thing to you. This, this exercise in parenting has become expeditionally more difficult. You need a real interesting skill set to parent your children today because of all the stimulus, and I know you're dealing with it because I'm dealing with it. You know, my children... I get steamrolled in my house. Let me be really candid with you. Forget all of the bravado and what people think I am optically. I walk in You're my right. home and I just roll over on my back like a dog and I just get You're steamrolled. Right. Where, I, where I step up to the plate are issues with their safety, how they treat one another, and they see a whole different yeah. side of me. And I've warned everyone 
go down the wrong path with me. When I'm finished with you, your school's going to wish they never laid eyes on you. There's a way to go after this problem. We just don't have the courage of the bananas to do so. Um, you know, I, I know you, I, I want to ask you a question. Don't be offended. How old are you, Kyle? Uh, 41. You're a young man. You're part of this generation that I'm speaking to, the young people in this country. I've got some really good news for you. i got some bad news for you. You're likely to live another 50 years, especially if you're proactive with cardiologists and urologists. Here's the bad right. news. You've got 50 more years of this stupidity. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Well, you know, uh, you mentioned earlier how the people um, on social media have been fed all of the, the, I call it the garbage that they eat. They, they regurgitate the same garbage all the time. And the, the video games and stuff that's teaching these children the, the tactics and the, the plans of attacking large amounts of people and stuff. And I, I think that social media should be mandatory to be screened, like somewhere between like the middle school or high school age when they meet with their planning counselor to book their classes for the schedule for that year. Just take a look at it. And just to browse through it. You don't need to look through their personal conversations. Yeah, you might have a privacy issue, though, though, buddy. There might be an invasion of privacy. But there's no privacy once you're on a school campus. You don't get any. That's a whole other bill of rights. The kids don't have privacy at school. Yeah, but that's only because it's has it's gone unchallenged, Kyle. Just trust me. Things that yeah. are floating by and seem like it's going to be okay are okay until they get challenged. The expression is, it's never a problem till there's a problem. So, you know, I'm, I, I leave that. Here's one thing I do want to say to parents in case everybody's listening. These devices that you're getting for your children, they're owned by you. You are the subscriber. You are legally yeah. allowed to go into that device anytime you choose. The minute yeah. your child buys and subscribes on his own, you can't go into his device. Believe this or not. This is wow. the law. Oh, yeah. This is wow. the law. Um, I, I just give a hint to people that like tracking devices and vehicle. I'm not going to volunteer who. But if you own the vehicle, <laughs> you can hardwire a tracking device and literally follow it in real time. Now, I'm just telling, I happen to just know that. <laughs> you know, so, there's a, and, 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 I'm, and I'm, I'm just doing that because... Um, I just got to have have to have a handle on things as best I can these days. Look, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come okay. back and we're going to get back into this video game discussion because that's at the root of the problem. We'll be right back, guys. This is Between the Lines. I do want to thank our sponsors, Instacart and Buzzsprout. Just stick with us. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cyber security. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage global elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. 
Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites, Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I have a gentleman, Kyle Rodler, resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I tell you something <laughs> interesting. My mother was a Southerner, Kyle. You'd never know it by oh. looking at me, but she was blonde hair and blue eyed, Scotch Irish and Cherokee Indian. Can't you there see you the go. resemblance? <laughs> right. But in any case, let's let's you know we're talking about the, the stimulus our children receive, and so the video games. Good that you brought it up because I was going to take you there momentarily per the direction of the producer. Um, the thing I do want to say to you is that that is at the root of the problem with our children today. Not yeah. only are we finding them experiencing dysfunction, but we have a whole mechanism, and I'll speak to it a little better or in a different context than you did. They teach them weapon systems, operations of yeah. these weapons, tactics, how to stage yeah. an assault, how to repel what they call a counter-assault, a cat. I mean, you know, this is what we're doing. And for whatever reason, we're hiding behind the amendments of the Constitution. What I don't understand, and this applies to the media in general, is um, you can't run into a movie theater and yell fire. You do know that, right? But you're allowed right. to disseminate information that we are knowingly aware is harming our children and harming our country. You're allowed to do that. How is that protected under the Constitution? Why isn't this being challenged? And I don't want to go off on a tangent with you about the media because I've got a particular bug for them. But they have no oversight. Hollywood has no oversight. The people making the enter uh, these video games have no oversight. You know, we're running rampant, and it's at the expense of, expense of our young people. I'm going to ask you, did you play video games, by the way? Um, I used to play, like, mario kart and like tetris and stuff i never played like contra was about the and, and street fighter was about the most violent game i played interesting well yeah. you can see we got a lot of things nagging at us today and i i i, I want to thank you for coming on with us today kyle i want to invite you back i want you to remind us of the that app we just spoke about that summons or commingles the efforts of off-duty with act uh, currently on-duty police uh, yeah. officers Yes, it's the Parent Safety Alliance Kids Safe app, and that's in development right now. That's going to pair police officers that are off duty with a school that needs protection on any day that they're off work. And this can all be, and then same with like uh, sporting events or um, like if there's an after school activity that the children are doing, like a like a birthday party or um, anything at a church, church church event, softball games, soccer games, any of that. Um, also, we're having a meeting tonight actually at the the downtown decatur square and this is in downtown decatur georgia at the old historic courthouse it's going to be at six six o'clock and the zoom meeting starts at six thirty. if you go to our facebook page which is facebook parent safety alliance you can watch the zoom meeting and we should 
have a good number of government officials at the meeting that will be answering questions and giving feedback. You know, this podcast reaches down that far, reaches into Georgia, believe it or not. I think it goes as far down as South Carolina. So um, if people want to reach you, you have your own website or you want other... Give us any other um, yes. avenues. The, the, the Parent Safety Alliance Facebook page or in under construction now, we have parentsafetyalliance.org. It's not live yet, but it will be next week. And then we are also incorporating as a 5013C so we can take real donations from big companies. And um, we're also fighting right now to, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but we are also trying to expand to other cities and, and states. We want a parent safety alliance group at every community to where that group can communicate directly with the government. And we have a united voice, everyone, not just my town. <clears throat> Sounds good, buddy. This has been very helpful today. I want to make sure that you uh, know that you're welcome back anytime. I expect to have you back on. Thank I'd, you so much. I'd like you to you know, give us an update on progress. You know, the yes. interesting part of this equation is you need money. That'll help you fuel this whole thing. I want to thank you, Kyle, for taking time today to to uh, call in and uh, give us some very good information regarding programs in your state, regarding school safety, and affording us an opportunity to talk about this problem in general. Guys, we'll and be then, right uh, back. Go ahead, Kyle. Go. Oh, yeah. We have a Parent Safety Alliance uh, GoFundMe for school safety improvements now. And if you sign the change.org, we're also trying to have fully equipped police outside of every school. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for today, Kyle. It's very helpful, buddy. Guys, we're going to be right back. Just stick with us. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cyber security. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage global elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites. Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Between the Lines. My name is Lou Palumbo. 
I don't oftentimes remind everybody who I am. Not that important to me, ironically. Um, I do encourage you to call in. Uh, you can reach us at betweenthelines.tv, email, whatever is the most convenient uh, way to communicate. I'm going to go to an email right now. It's Rich from Rockville, Maryland. Asks the following, Lou, I listened to your immigration pro- podcast and had a question. For the second time, the Pentagon denied the request by Washington, D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser to activate the National Guard to assist with thousands of migrants who have been arriving in the nation's capital in droves. About 7,000 have been bused from Texas to Washington, D.C. since April. Are we going to have a humanitarian crisis on our hands soon? How, we can, how can we sustain this? That's a really good question. I mean, maybe they should direct that question about how they're going to sustain this at the border. Really, what's going on here is that the governor in Texas decided to give um, a couple of our jurisdictions, in particular New York and Washington, D.C., a little taste of the flavor of what's happening at the borders. A humanitarian crisis. That's a really good question. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of issues in the city of New York and in Washington, D.C., with this influx of people who are illegal in our country, who, by the way, we're not lawfully permitted to employ. Um, I guess the government will spend billions of dollars or a trillion dollar in a package to feed them, clothe them, educate them, give them medicine, whatever it is they need. That's what's being asked of them right now in cities like New York and Washington, D.C., although Washington, D.C. is not really a city, it's a district. Um, I find it interesting that the mayor, Bowser, in Washington, D.C., is calling for the National Guard over 7,200 migrants. They are coming across the borders in the bordering states in the hundreds of thousands every month. Why is there such a disconnect in agenda? You know, they, by the way, they did turn her down as far as the National Guard. You know, they're spreading the National Guard a little too thin because every time you look crookedly into Washington, D.C., we're putting up chain-link fences and deploying the National Guard in conjunction with the Washington, D.C. Metro Police Department and probably some mutual aid from states and jurisdictions around Washington, D.C. Um, There's a whole bigger discussion that needs to take place regarding this border. There's a lack of morality attached to this agenda and this administration. And I'm not saying that as a Republican because I'm not real fond of the Republicans these days myself. But I do have to say one thing. You know, there's something wrong in the country. And unfortunately, every time we look at it, the Democrats have their fingerprints on it. The lawlessness in our cities, our inability to impose boundaries and consequences, bail reform, for example, which was passed by Andrew Cuomo in New York. Look at the condition of your borders in general. It's not just an issue of illegal migrants coming across the border. We have sex trafficking going on. We have massive amounts of controlled substances coming into this country, enough to annihilate the country seven times over with this fentanyl. We're losing 300 people a day to fentanyl, supposedly, as being reported in the news. Interestingly enough, when you go to New York, um, they're paying the New York hotels 180 bucks a night a room to house migrants that, by the way, you're paying for. And what's interesting about the timing of you paying for it, you're already in the squeeze as a result of the, the um, inflation rate and the cost of fuel in this country. Your disposable income is dissipating as I'm speaking to you. 
They're trying to jam electric vehicles down your throat. I'm not going to go off on that tangent. But the interesting part of this conversation, they all intersect with our young people in the future of this country. You know, New York is asking the federal government to subsidize this, I would say, convergence of migrants that states like Texas and Arizona are dealing with on a daily basis. Let me tell you something else that's interesting about this discussion. Nobody really wants to talk about. It has to do with where we're watching these young men and women migrate to. Parts of the Bronx that I am intimately knowledgeable of. I will tell you this, and I'm just saying this to you, factually speaking. If I take you up there, you won't think you're in the United States. That's all I'm going to say to you. And that's wrong. It's incumbent upon us as a culture to assimilate everyone that crosses our borders. Absent of that fact, please know what's going on there in reality. Okay, guys? We're going to drop them in these communities where they're just inundated with gangs. And when they can't find employment and they get tired of just sitting around every day, they're probably going to gravitate towards uh, criminal activity, just logical progression. I've oftentimes explained to people, a lack of education translates to unemployment. Unemployment translates to crime. This is really masterful what we're doing at the border. I just don't understand what the agenda is in this government today. Are you trying to destroy the United States? Is that the exercise? Because I have to tell you, based on optic and narrative, it sure sounds that way. We have elected officials like Cory Booker calling for open borders. We have a number of uh, uh, Democratic leaders calling for this. We have a, a myriad of elected officials, congresswomen and such, governors calling for defunding the police. Yeah, I think the president even said something about it at one point in time, which he's now recanted. Guys, we're in a crisis. We're at a crossroad. Are we going to have a humanitarian crisis? I think this crisis is going to be much bigger than a humanitarian crisis attached to an immigration problem, which is quite fixable. What I do find ironic, and I'm going to go on to the next email or phone call right after this, is the fact that they're reinstituting, building the border in some of the uh, areas in Arizona that border. Uh, Mexico. Just You don't even know what to say about this, guys. I mean, you know, and the worst part about this is that these are all avoidable, fixable problems. I don't want to bash anybody's brains in. You know, I don't want to be less than constructive in criticism. I think we need to learn from the mistakes we've made probably since the inception of this country. Learn from them and move forward. Stop hanging on to things that are just pigeonholing the growth of this country. Um, we're going to go to another um, email right now, if I may. I have an email, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to read to you. It's from Jan. She's in Birmingham, Alabama. She said, White House officials have been leaning toward cancellation up to $10,000 in student loan debt per, bo per borrower tied to an income threshold. This is designed to offer forgiveness to individuals who earn less than $125,000 per year. What are your thoughts on this? And what about those who already graduated and are still paying back their student loans? The first thing I want to say to you is this. The President of the United States does not have the authority to forgive these loans. So, you know, I know that the media is going to have fun with this and further polarize us and divide us and um, create an immense amount of anxiety and frustration in the country. But the reality of it is he can't do this. It's going to be challenged. Is it an appropriate course of action? Not in my opinion. Excuse me one second. <coughs> if you uh, were of the mindset to borrow this money, 
I think you should pay it back. I have to make you laugh. Ironically, I'm paying my student loan back twice because somewhere through the, the red tape and the bureaucracy, and I, I didn't borrow a lot of money. I mean, like three or $4,000. But through the bureaucracy, borrowing this money from Bankers Trust who was absorbed by someone, I lost track of this thing because they contacted me 20 or 25 years later asking me to repay the loan, which I'm repaying for the second time. I don't understand what this is about, but I do understand the timing attached to this, folks. We're walking into the midterms, and I guess we're trying to titillate the appetite of as many voters as we possibly can, which is why it's no coincidence you're starting to see your gasoline prices go down. By the way, that has something to do with consumption. As far as the rest of these little uh, distractions of student loan forgiveness, you're dividing the country once again. What about the people that paid their loans? What about the ones that are paying their loans? You know, I I just don't know what to say about the government, except that we have a lack of leadership here. And I don't mean to be unkind towards the president, but he knows a lot of the right things to do here, especially with the borders, especially with the tuition. You know, what's so interesting is that no one in government seems to be concerned about the fact that you can't visit a major city in this country without taking your life into peril. You know, we've had an active LAPD detective who's part of their protective league, Jamie McBride, come on a major news network, the most watched news network in the country, and tell you that LA isn't safe. Don't come here. We can't protect you. These were his words, almost verbatim. I hear nothing, no concern about from the governors in these states, whether it's New York or California or Illinois or New Jersey or any place. I mean, Camden is just... Unbelievable. Baltimore is just absurd what's going on in Baltimore. I don't know what to tell you guys. This is your country. I would suggest that in November, you take a good hard look at who is going to protect your children, their future, keep them safe, keep them free, and vote for those people. What's so interesting about this conversation in closing is the most important thing to us in America that's gotten our attention through this whole discussion is money. Money, money, money. We're losing the borders. Christopher Ray, FBI director, said it is a threat to our national security, which lends itself to treason. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Lou Palumbo. This has been Between the Lines. Go to betweenthelines.tv. You can communicate with us. Thank you so much, guys. Mm-hmm.